0: Greetings! Welcome aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags, and I'm Foley. This is
1: the show where two heterosexual men talk about dress and hair on a science fiction show that's been out the air for 20 years. Absolutely,
0: sitting way too close together. By the way, like, that's right. Unfor- you can't see this, unfortunately, but right now, like Foley and I are literally like butted up right against each other, like
1: We're shoulder to shoulder, brothers in <laughs> Star Trek.
0: <laughs> it's cozy.
1: Yeah. We're so not the best recording conditions, but uh, yeah. your apartment's still getting renovated.
0: It is. It is. the uh, The renovations continue, but they will be done by next week, which means that uh, we will be uh, back to recording in my new digs. Nice. Or in my newly renovated digs, it should be. It should be good.
1: Yeah. yeah apartment, apartment A. I don't know. I'm, yeah. <laughs> never mind. Yeah.
0: The Diecast Enterprise NCC One Seven O One G.
1: G. Yeah. Let's see if that works out, because. Okay. It's the first letter of my name.
0: Oh, yeah. Good.
1: Good. Wow. So this, um, this show that we watched, it was uh, called When the Bow Breaks.
0: Yeah. It's... Uh,
1: um, episode 16? Did we say all this already?
0: No. You said it over while you were at the computer.
1: Ah, shit.
0: Ah, shit. But not over here by the microphone.
1: Well, I'm saying it now. Yeah. This it, is the, the 16th episode. Is it the 16th episode No, of not Trekker. that again. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> Um,
0: I don't remember. Is this episode 16 for us?
1: For us, it's episode 16, Okay,
0: yes. let's just It's episode 16, motherfuckers. Yeah, there you go. Done. Good. Uh, All right. In this so, episode,
1: yeah. the children of the Enterprise get kidnapped, and the bridge to get them back. Um, yeah, so there. Done. That chestnut. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, the episode begins with uh, Riker wandering the halls of the Enterprise, which, uh, as you pointed out... um. The, the shape of them doesn't make a lot of yeah, sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. the The main hallways seem to all be rectangular, but all the offshoot hallways, like that lead on to uh, that lead to Turbolifts. turbo lifts or what have you. They're all in this weird kind of. They're shaped like the door of like, the of the. Um... Octagonal, I guess. Yeah. uh, yeah. Like, you know, they're they're shaped oddly to be futuristic, I guess. I don't know.
1: Also, like, the saucer section is um, vaguely circular. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't the hallways be on some sort of angle? Because they're going around the the ring or the periphery, you'd think. But they all appear to be, like, straight or, or at sharp angles. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, like, I mean, you can see them curving in the
0: distance, but, like, I don't don't know. Uh, uh,
1: There's lots of ways it could work. Where, if only I had my technical manual. Yeah,
0: well, see, once, uh, once my place is back up and running, we can, uh, we'll have access to the technical manual. Oh, rad. It's true. So, there's Riker. He's walking the hallway. When he gets hit. By uh, Harry, the uh, the kid of some oceanographer who works on the Enterprise, because the Enterprise needs an oceanographer. It needs
1: lots of blue-shirted guys as well yeah. as red yeah. and yellow.
0: Uh, Harry runs into uh, Riker at incredible speed. Like he, he just does. slams into him full force and falls to the ground. He flies over cause, it's amazing. Because Riker's just a a he's sack a, of granite. He's a brick wall. Yeah, you know, R- Riker is the wall that runners talk about. Like yep. when runners talk about hitting the wall, they're hitting Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> like it's not even Riker. Jo- that's Jonathan Frakes. You know, that's his. That's what he does in his off hours. He's the wall.
1: Yeah. So, um, this, uh, this this concerned parent chases down Harry, and he's like, uh, "I'm gonna beat
0: you to death as soon as Riker is not in view."
1: Pretty. It's pretty clear that uh, that's what's going
0: down. It's, <laughs> it's kind of. Disturbing, like it, it really does seem like this guy is going to beat his child because uh, his kid doesn't want to take calculus. Maybe
1: I don't think that's really supposed to be implied. But I know, but
0: like, I mean, he shoves his kid down the hallway, and a little he's bit, like, he's a little grabby. he's getting ma- it's, a, it's a little like kind of shocking to see now. Like, I guess maybe like in the uh, well, mid 80s, it uh, that was that was standard parenting stuff, but
1: maybe, but maybe, maybe the pendulum swung in the other direction in the 24th century, yeah,
0: yeah, way back to Corporal Punishment.
1: Yeah, just kids are beaten senseless. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So they just don't show it much on the show. Yeah. So, Riker heads up to the
0: bridge where uh, Picard informs him that they've been following this trail of breadcrumbs to this system and he knew Riker would want to be here for this because it's the Epsilon system.
1: Yeah. And Riker's all like, shit, yeah, son, I want to be here for this. This is this is the uh, location of the hidden, the legendary hidden planet of Magrathia. No, wait, Aldea. <laughs> Aldea. Sorry, Aldea
0: yeah and uh, everyone's like what and then Riker pulls out the the standard trek trope of you know i you know i'm surprised you haven't heard about this it's just like atlantis of ancient earth you know just how everything is just like something from ancient earth yeah it's i mean obviously it's their way of relating this shit to the audience in a way that they'll be able to understand but I don't think it's truly necessary. Easily
1: consumed and succinct exposition. But Mm -hmm. yeah, like um, you mentioned this in the thing, and I I guess I was saying that you're right, that happens a lot. And I guess it's so noticeable that over the years, they try to get away from that a little, Mm -hmm. where they'll be like, oh yes, this is like the... I don't know the salt yeah. mines of Canassus yeah. Three or some planet that we yeah, haven't heard of. Yeah, because
0: the standard trope for it is they will give the Earth example and then they will throw in a token off-world example to show that they're people of the galaxy and not just solely focused on, on Earth. Earth. But, but they no. are solely focused on Earth.
1: <laughs> well, that's where their audience is from. I
0: know, I know. I'm just saying that this is uh, it, it's something that they lean heavily on, especially in season one and season two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, they start to get away from it afterwards. But you know, I mean, it's just a thing that you notice, and it's
1: kind of funny. So conveniently enough, um, while date. they're talking about this mysterious, long, never, never before seen planet or hidden and lost for centuries, it it within about ten seconds it appears, mm-hmm. uncloaking for the first time in what we're told is millennia.
0: Yeah, yeah, like hundreds of centuries. Yeah, like oh crap, there it is. And then Riker like immediately walks up to Picard and uh, says the the obvious. It's Aldea, captain. It has to be. Well, yeah, because well, duh. hidden planet you, in hidden the system, planet, cloaked planet in the, in system, the system where, where Aldea is supposed to be. Obviously, it's going to be Aldea. What what would have happened if after we came back from the credits, yeah. uh they got communications. Hello. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to Greetings
1: from Planet fortulon <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Welcome to Remulac. <laughs> that would <been> great. What? <laughs> we thought you were out there.
1: What's Aldea? What's, what's that? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. We are beings of pure methane. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. That would have been great, but no. Um, so, so it, it is them, and we... They, uh, they say hey dudes um, yeah we are revealing ourselves to you Could we've been monitoring you we know your names
0: we're not creepy at all not creepy we're not all.
1: stalkers and then so what
0: have you been doing do you talk about us when we're not around like they know because they were listening they do um,
1: yeah so it turns out that they um, Aldea kind of acts like a creepy ex a little bit so they, they uh, they're like yeah why don't you come down to the planet or like why don't we come up and say hello and they just beam themselves onto the bridge yeah which
0: um, you know sets off the intruder alarm uh, it sets off the intruder Alarm and uh, Doctor Crusher gets all upset because they haven't been through decontamination. And this is when we learned that while their clo- while their uh, cloaking devices off, their shield still operates, and they can only their beaming thing will allow passage yes. through the shield.
1: Yes, the planet isn't just cloaked; it's enveloped by a massive uh, shield of mm-hmm. some description, which prevents people from leaving or coming onto or leaving the planet, and also probably protects them from I don't know, yeah. phasers and things. I expect so.
0: So. They come up. They uh, invite the. They invite some people down to uh, to chill, and then they leave because bright lights hurt their eyes. And at this point, uh, Troy has pretty much her only input in the entire episode, which is to say that they're
1: hiding something. They're
0: hiding something, and they want something from us that they're afraid we won't give them because we value it so highly. Yep. And that's pretty much it for Troy. She goes down to the and, planet... And Riker's but, like,
1: Troy, please, there's plenty of Will Riker to go around. Yeah, yeah.
0: Listen, if they're worried that Will Riker will not fuck every single person on that planet, then their worries are unfounded, because Will Riker will do that. Yeah. Round the clock, they just, baby. They just need to look up his service record. <laughs> it's his duty to please that booty. So, they, uh, they take down Riker and Crusher... And, and Troy and, and Troy, yeah. and basically say okay here's the deal we're sterile and we don't have any kids we'd like some of yours and in exchange we'll give you
1: super cool, I don't super know cool free technology. HBO super cool technology that the Federation would literally take them centuries to develop apparently not the secrets and knowledge of Aldea yeah a pretty intriguing exchange but um yeah the, they're like
0: no, no we really like our kids a lot well except for that one guy oh. who could probably have his kid yeah <laughs> tell you
1: what we'll go back Back and we'll
0: see if anyone's willing to get rid of their kids. But
1: no, they don't even do that. They're <laughs> no. just
0: like, flat out, no way. And then the Aldeans are like, well, screw you guys. Send them back and then just steal the children. Yep. Boom. Kidnap a whole bunch of them. And guess who they take?
1: Um, That kid from the opening scene?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. But oh. who would you take? Like, if you were going to the Enterprise, which kid is the one kid you would want to take? Is Worf a
1: kid? No. Uh, give me a minute here. Think hard. Uh... <laughs> You can do it. Wesley. Wheels turning. That's the one. Oh yeah, Wesley Crusher,
0: baby. It's it's you know it's basically like getting like you know one of those holograph cards and one of those like oh yeah <laughs> you know collectible decks. Like yes. The rarest card of them all. Are you like a baseball card or yeah, but, a hockey well, card or whatever. Any, any kind of card. Collectible. Doesn't, doesn't even have to be sports cards. You remember, like the the Marvel Universe cards. Those were rad. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had the uh, the Marvel Universe Series
1: Two cards. Those were my favorite. Was there was a the Crusher card in there? No,
0: no. It's but there word. were hologram cards. Awesome. You know, because holograms were a huge technology back in the early
1: nineties. So I guess you must be right about Crusher though, because like all the other children that they take are. Are clearly under the age of nine, mm-hmm. and Wesley's for, like <laughs> fourteen. Yeah, he's like towering over the other kids, yeah, like, twice their height.
0: Yeah, they bring them down, and like they go and meet the kids, and it's like, yes, custodian indicated that you would be the leader, Wesley, not
1: just because
0: you're like twice <laughs> yeah. the age of all of these children. You're
1: you're the only one who definitely can tie his own shoes. <laughs>
0: It's ridiculous. It's like, gosh. Uh, Custodian, by the way, is the uh, computer intelligence that runs this planet and frees the Aldeans from the uh, worries of day-to-day life. You know, they don't have to worry about, presumably, their laundry, doing the dishes, keeping the power plants running, you know. Agriculture. Yeah, everything that uh, would require manual labor is taken care of by custodians so that the Aldeans can give themselves over to, you know, art and culture. Unfortunately, in doing so, the Aldeans have pretty much given up on medical science and science in general. They've just stopped innovating and learning in favor of, you know fucking around with carving and music.
1: Do do we know that, that they've given up on science? Well, it's kind of
0: implied in that uh, none of them have realized what's going on in the past hundred centuries. You know, uh, yeah. Dr. Crusher figures it out in three days. What they've had hundreds of centuries to I suppose so. understand. Yeah. Um, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but, you know, spoiler alert. The Aldans are dying of radiation poisoning brought on by their um, shield technology. So the very thing that has been protecting them all this time has also been killing them and has now recently rendered the race sterile. Ugh, the
1: irony. Oh my god. What are they going to do? Well the um, ans- Obviously, the answer is to kidnap Wesley Crusher. Yes. And the other kids. So they try
0: to... Uh, they more or less want to... Integrate the kids into their society, and then uh, presumably, when the kids are of... Uh- I don't know. Boning age? They'll they'll start pairing off. Now, that's do. an that's an upsetting thought. Ew, and, ew, you know, is these kids have been brought down to create a new race of Aldans? That means that they have the full intention of Wesley boning all those little girls at some point.
1: Do they though, or is the idea that like uh, already present male Aldans will be boning the human I don't girls think when so. they grow
0: up? I don't think so, because it's supposed. supposedly the Aldans are all sterile. Oh, oh. It's genetic, they say. Right, okay. Or so they think. So, it's going to be up to Wesley and Harry. Was there another boy? I think it was uh, just the two. might have just the two
1: of them. <laughs> it was just the two boys. Gross. And then, like, five girls. Well, that, that was going to be my next question. Do they really only steal seven kids from the They only stole seven kids. They're going to repopulate the planet with seven kids?
0: I don't... I, I am not a geneticist. I don't know how it works. I think... I think I you know there, there's a number out there for like how many people you need in order to
1: I'm pretty sure it's more than seven. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's more than two dudes.
0: Yeah, two dudes and five women. And <laughs> anyway, gross. But- Gross, yeah, gross, that's a uh, that's the unpleasant, icky uh, undercurrent of this episode that I don't think you're supposed to think about,
1: but it's no. definitely the whole. No, you're supposed to think of the you're supposed to think of the parenting angle, which is that these yeah. kids have been stolen from their parents, yeah. and these other aliens are, want to adopt them as. As children of their own and raise yeah, them and but the
0: But uh, under the undercurrent here is that eventually these kids are going to have to get it on with each other in order to perpetuate the new Aldean race. I really wish you hadn't brought that up. I'm sorry, but it had to be said. Well, we didn't even talk about it when we were discussing the episode before we started. No. Before we started the podcast, this just kind of came to me now, like, oh yeah,
1: that's gross. gross. Yeah, I didn't think of that at all. Yeah, that's um, a
0: that's a fun angle.
1: Well, in the meantime, though, the... The intended plan of the aldeans was to uh pair the children up with um units units as they call them which are groups of people or individuals with similar
0: interests yeah they're kind of like families except not really so
1: harry whose passion other than running into Riker's hip is uh apparently art and sculpting though he didn't know it he didn't
0: know it apparently apparently a custodian can tell what these kids will be good at
1: right Harry gets matched up with some artists and uh, they're like, yeah, yo, check out this sculpting tool. Bet you can do some cool stuff with it.
0: Yeah, here's what it does. It allows you to immediately carve into a block of wood any image that you have in your mind. That's awesome. It is awesome, but I'm not sure I would really call it art at at that point. Why not? Because no skill was required to do it. It's just pure imagination. It would be like taking a couple photos of something and feeding it into a 3D printer and having it
1: create it. But you would have had to have conceived the photos yourself. I suppose the the difference, I guess. I'm,
0: I'm just saying that, you know, the art doesn't seem to be a product of skill per se custodian well. has pretty much provided the aldeans with these tools that allow them to create things basically effortlessly and when something doesn't require effort to take or to make then you know it's for me personally i can't speak for anyone else i guess but the inherent value of that thing is lessened by that you know it's, oh really oh yeah I well i mean it'd that. be like it'd be like winning a prize or something that you didn't earn
1: well i mean oh, god i don't know I don't really want to have a profound conversation about you know what but is art what but, is art but like I mean you know they make something and, it's just, and other people think it's awesome and it almost, you know, doesn't matter how they did it yeah, yeah. as I'm- long as it's not stolen you know? I'm
0: just saying, like, I guess for me, you know, as an artist, you know, I I look at that and I go, oh. you you like
1: you like you like the technical side.
0: Well, it's not that I like the technical side; mm-hmm. it just it feels like cheating to me.
1: I suppose so, but I guess that's part of the, the you know, sci-fi fantasy. It's, it's, here, it's I mean.
0: not. Uh, it wouldn't be unlike you know somebody you know finding a drawing online and then showing it as theirs. Like I no, do this. Like I, I like, said that's
1: stolen. That's different. Eh.
0: I'm, I'm just I'm just saying that you know art without effort you know like okay. feels wrong to me. But well, what and about the
1: what about the other device? Like the next kid is a musician, right? Yeah. So she gets matched up with a dude who's got this device, which it. I mean, he says, no, you feel it," but what he really means is like you have a tune in your mind, or like you're able yeah, to think you, of music, con- conceive of it in your brain, but then you can't. You know, maybe you don't have you don't you're not technically skilled enough to play it out on an instrument or write yeah. it down with paper. But this thing will just read your thoughts and, and translate it to
0: the music for you and as it like, turns out it's the thing that scores next
1: gen because it's the next gen synthesizer yeah, well that might come down to a lazy <laughs> yeah. lazy s- soundtrack writing yes but what did you what do you think about that device
0: i feel exactly the same about that as i do about the carving oh, device
1: man. i, I <laughs> I think that was great. I would love that device. Oh yeah, well, don't
0: get me wrong. I would love the carving device, but I think that there's something kind of that that is lost when you don't have to. So you're put saying, in as you,
1: so as you, to, if you had this thing and you were and you were effortlessly carving beautifully ornate dildo after dildo, you would feel like a fraud that your art wasn't true. I kind of would,
0: yeah. Unbelievable. It's maybe it's an
1: artist thing. I don't know. This is an aside. Have you been to that uh, up to um, Coombs? The, the goats on the roof yeah the goats on the roof place have you ever been to the, the wood carved showroom that's next door to that place no oh man Go there this summer. It's incredibly creepy. Do you want? Do you want to go? Sure, yeah, yeah. I haven't been to Coombs in forever. <laughs> it's full of uh it's full of carvings. Some of which are normal, but then there's a whole bunch of like pseudo erotic ones of like Ew. yeah, like centaurs <laughs> and uh okay, um with, with yeah,
0: lots of dong, God, lots uh, of boobs. Are you doing anything this weekend?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. We could talk to the off air.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. Coombs, Coombs yeah, goats on the roof. Uh, just a shout out to Coombs on the podcast, yeah. guys. If you've ever been to coombs you should check it out check There's it goats out it's on the roof
1: um yeah so um anyway the kids uh they're all matched up with their units and they seemed at first to kind of be enjoying it but then mm-hmm. the very obvious issue of them missing home and their parents yeah. starts to come up
0: yeah they want they want to go home and yeah. uh wesley's been adamant about this the entire time yeah. they're down there and he's all like we're not going to cooperate with you yeah that we don't want to
1: be here we want to go home you can have anything you <laughs> want we want to go home you can't I, have that i was also curious you know all the other kids got paired into units of you know people like-minded individuals who mm. have similar interests. I figured like Wesley's unit would be like, what would, what is Wesley's ultimate ambition? Basically, it's just getting A's on report cards. Yeah, it's like, yeah, what, it's weird. Like they don't really explain
0: where what Wesley's uh, role on this planet is because
1: he's he's paired up with that old lady. I, I, and yeah, I assume she's the town know-it-all. I guess. I think actually it's supposed to be leadership, but then he doesn't end up paired with with. Ragu, the uh, leader of the planet.
0: Oh, Ragu seems like uh, like the kind of guy that doesn't want to get bogged down with kids. Yeah, really, uh, really cramps his uh, swinging bachelor lifestyle. It's true. His name is Radu, but we keep calling him Ragu. Ragu, short for uh, Raquan and Ghostface United, of course. Oh, I, I was I was thinking about the spaghetti sauce.
1: Oh, this, yeah, that too. But you know,
0: also Ghostface United, Raquan and <laughs> Ghostface. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, you're you're the rap guy not me sure uh, Uh, so that's also a thing when you notice any rap sneaking into these episodes Foley probably edited that in because I don't unless it's the Space Jam soundtrack that's Uh, all me it's probably you you. but yeah other episodes you hear rap that's probably Foley's doing don't be embarrassed we know it was you Ah. but, you know, um,
1: uh, yeah. So Ragu wants no part of. Uh-
0: yeah, Ragu's. He's not. He's not into child rearing. Anyways, uh, Captain assures the parents back aboard the ship that they're gonna get those kids back. Yeah. And then he and Crusher go down to the planet to have their little uh, have their little conference, right? Their negotiation, and he somehow finagles it so that uh, Crusher can see Wesley, and oh, yeah. thus follows the most ridiculous covert operation in Starfleet history. Ninja like, oh man! So they they see each other. It's like mom, and they hug, and she surreptitiously puts a. Uh, a Medical scanner into Wesley's hand, you know the kind that pops into the uh, tricorder tricorder and Wesley opens his hand up and looks at it <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and then he's like, oh, and then he holds you know and hides it again it's like this is
1: all while the old lady is staring watching at him. them it's like yeah.
0: like wow, smooth Wesley you have there is no way that we'll know anything is up and then in Like total defiance of everything Wesley has said and done on the planet so far he now walks over to this lady and acts like he's really happy to be there and talks Mm -hmm. about how great they're treating him and he's like circling around behind her very obviously scanning her with this thing which she seems to
1: be oblivious to she apparently has very poor peripheral vision
0: apparently and then he brings it back to his mom and the the handoff once again very clumsy (laughs) and yeah it's uh, (laughs) a ridiculous it's it's high comedy, I loved it, yeah, check it out. That was easily the highlight of the episode Pretty is much. is that yeah. minute and a half yeah it's uh it's amazing so she's gotten her recon the aldeans send them back up to the planet and then as a show of power so that the enterprise will know what the, what kind of shit they're dealing with they hit the enterprise with a repulsor beam which throws the enterprise many light years away uh, in fact three days away at warp nine yeah which means that that thing must have thrown them away at in excess of warp 10 yep
1: yeah, they're i mean they're 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 repulsed to that distance almost instantly. Yeah, yeah, like m- um, like a couple of seconds. So then we get a Course then we cut forward to using by by segue of a captain's log update. Yeah. Oh we're it's back three days later.
0: And then he's like, Data, figure out a way through that shield. It's like why hasn't data been working on this for the past three days? Why are you giving this order now that you've arrived back at the planet? Yeah. That seems like that just seems like bad planning. Poor time management, Picard. Poor well, time management.
1: He maybe he just knew he had total faith in Data to come up with a solution within seconds.
0: <laughs> because he did. Yeah, you know, like Data, remember when you defeated the Picard maneuver that no one had come up with a uh, counter for in over yeah. a decade?
1: Can you do that again? Something yeah,
0: do like it so? again now.
1: Okay, sure.
0: Hey, remember that time you won the lottery? That was great. Do it again. Okay,
1: so um, yeah, that, that's pretty much what they do. They realize they can um, sneak in an extra... They can independently beam down yeah, to the planet when... There's
0: not a hole in the uh, oh, shield. Oh, yes. There's a fluctuation. A fluctuation. Yeah, somehow that... Which is exactly the same as saying there's a hole apparently because it's what allows you to beam down.
1: So more or less what they're going to do is they're going to, when the, the whole time so far when, um, when Picard and Crusher have been going up and down for the planet, it's the Aldeans who are doing this. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that the next time they go down to negotiate again, um, yeah, they'll beam. the Enterprise is going to, like, piggyback in an extra yeah. couple of people with their own <laughs> transporter. Very clever. Not very well executed, though. <laughs> Comedically, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> there's Worf. Like, he looks like he's, he's just raring to go. Like, he he looks the the this expectancy on Worf's face, like the anxiety there is. It's amazing. That's some fine acting from Michael Dorn. Yeah. And as soon as they beam down, Worf turns to his panel and sends a voice message to, <laughs> to the
1: transporter room. A uh,
0: transporter room now. You know, uh, Captain Picard and Crusher are already gone. And then we cut to the transporter room and see Data and Riker beam down.
1: Yeah, so the, the window is a little bigger than. Maybe yeah, we thought. A,
0: apparently, you know, the timing but, didn't seem to be, need to be as precise as they were leading us on to believe.
1: So they make it down, and um, yeah, that was easy. Yeah. So uh, during this time, um, the children have gone on hunger strike. Yeah, they're uh, because they want to see their parents. They and the Aldeans
0: home. could not tempt them to eat. Even with a delicious-looking array Bowl of raw fruit.
1: vegetables, <laughs>
0: vegetables. Yeah, it's like, won't you eat something? They put down this tray, which just seems to be covered in like. You there, haven't. I think there's some carrots there and tomatoes. It's like
1: you oh. haven't touched your sliced beets.
0: <laughs> it's uh, if you, it's pretty funny. It's like, gosh, how can we entice these children
1: to eat vegetables? Look, to cut these guys some slack. They they haven't there haven't been any kids on Aldea in
0: yeah, and their radiation poisoning leaves them with very low appetites. So I guess they just don't know what's it's good for taste buds, maybe too. Yeah, yeah. So. It's um, this
1: tragedy of Aldea is like
0: Aldean cuisine is literally centuries behind oh man yeah I guess you know like they've been focusing on the culture and art but I guess food there are no chefs yeah no yeah you would think that food would be part of that right because like oh for sure because food is awesome yeah I love that stuff Aldean's
1: Maybe I don't, don't. want to
0: eat just know. for sustenance. I want to eat for you know pleasure because I'm a pig. Man. You know, I want things that taste amazing in my mouth all the time. Same thing
1: though. Maybe the Aldans have replicators. Maybe so they uh, yeah mm. they they don't put any passion into it because they just have anything in the same way. I don't know what the culinary equivalent of the uh, like the instrument the instrument that reads your brain would be. It could be like a frying. Oh, like pan? the uh, the uh, magic frying. The pan. New traumatic,
0: uh on in oh, checker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy. It could just be something like that. Yeah, read your brain and makes for you what you want, except totally wrong.
1: I was thinking it would just be like it's a glass of whatever, like a milkshake glass. You sip it and then just whatever you conceive of. That's yeah. what it tastes like. But that Man, it's like Wally. You eat everything out of a cup. Right. And a straw. No, there definitely should be al Dan chefs. Pardon me. Um oh, yes. Okay. So anyway, they don't eat the vegetables they don't eat their vegetables just like every kid
0: everywhere yeah um picard and, and crusher they've been down in ragu he's beyond Rattie. flummoxed yeah he's like you've got to deal with these kids picard for some reason the children we have stolen from their families and home are behaving poorly and i don't want i don't know what to do we we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas <laughs> <laughs> fix it it's really funny, you know. Uh, so Picard's all like, oh, a strike, <laughs> you say. Mm. I'll uh, see what I can do.
1: <laughs> Advantage Jean-Luc.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh Picard goes, visits the kids. Uh, Wesley informs him that he's figured out the computer system, he thinks. Nothing comes of that. Picard doesn't send this information on to his away team. It wasn't important.
1: No, no. Because Picard just, knew something that Wesley didn't. Yeah. He
0: knew that... Uh, Riker and Data yeah. had already scrambled the inputs for
1: the computer. I, we never actually see them do that.
0: No, no. Well, we see them go into that room, and oh, yeah. Riker's like, "Can, can what, what, computer system? And Data's like... I got that this data says that he can't get control of the system because it's voice print whatever but he can scramble it so no one else can use it thus preventing the aldeans from using the computer to fuck up the enterprise's shit very descriptive
1: thank you yeah thank so you uh, back to ragu ah ragu a saucy one he is
0: ha <laughs> <laughs> ha saucy yeah. i see what you did there right it's like pasta sauce oh yeah, uh, yeah it's a rich tapestry of comedy that we're weaving for you people uh yeah. They go back to Regu, and with the children, and Regu's like, what is this? And like, the children want to go home. They can't. No way. And it's tr- they try to explain to Regu what's actually going on on their planet. They're like, listen, buddy, your, your shield. shields are killing you. And he's like, lies, nothing but lies. I don't believe you. And then he tries to send them away and discovers that he can't because they've taken control of <laughs> their computer. Mm-hmm. So the children are beamed to safety. Um, Radu is like, you have destroyed us. And I really wanted at that point for Picard to be like, yep, and leave. Because technically, I'm pretty sure the Prime Directive would prevent them from helping these people. Uh, I don't know. The Prime Directive has been applied really strangely throughout Season 1, but if we're going to take the way it's been applied in Season 1 as a indicator of how one has to uh, apply the Prime Directive, I'm pretty sure Picard has to let these people die. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're, they, Picard had a hand in creating this mess. No, he he didn't. He totally did. They scrambled the computer. The computer, the scrambling of the computer has not created the mess, and it was only temporary.
1: Well, that's not what he does at any rate.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that, I'm pretty sure the Prime Directive as it has been applied throughout Season 1 would demand that Picard leave these people to their deaths. But he doesn't. They're going to fix everything for them, because why not?
1: Because they're, they're cool like that.
0: Yeah. So they give them uh, medical treatment for their radiation poisoning, mm-hmm. and they, um, they say that the Federation's going to come and help you learn how to use this power source safely. What about their what about their gonads? Are they still sterile? Uh, no. Uh, Dr. Crusher said that that was treatable. So are they going to leave Riker behind? To to jumpstart things, yeah. I don't know. I think it might take a little while for them to like. I mean, they're they're sterile right then. I think it, maybe it'll take like a couple uh. of months before the egg count is up high enough
1: for Riker's good work. Oh, to, <laughs> just wait till next time he's got some. <laughs> he's got some day, Yeah, a few yeah days I've off.
0: got some. Uh, I've got some shore leave coming up. I'll be back. I'll be back, ladies. Bam. Um, you first, old lady. Oh no. Um. <laughs> so yeah, the. Uh, The episode ends with Wesley bringing that precocious little girl onto the bridge to give Picard flowers and a
1: hug. She's
0: pretty adorable. Yeah. And uh, she also sticks her little fuzzy, I think it's a tribble doll, to Picard's back, and everyone thinks that's hilarious. And the episode's over. Huzzah! Picard's
1: never been more furious. Yeah, how dare you bring a child onto my back? Yes. You son of a bitch, and I'm talking about you, Crusher. I liked your theory that this actually started a years long <laughs> yeah. vendetta.
0: Absolutely. Uh Wesley bringing that little girl onto the bridge was the final straw, and from here on out, Picard is silently orchestrating the ruin of Wesley Crusher's life from behind the scenes, mm-hmm. like that incident with the uh at the academy where that kid dies in the choami Starburst, yeah, 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 Picard he was behind that,
1: orchestrated it, the whole thing,
0: yeah, just so he could go to earth and chew Wesley out and tell him how disappointed he was in him. You know, that's Picard doesn't care who dies in his quest to fuck Wesley over. Yeah, it's uh, it'll just keep carrying on. Like, Picard that. plays the long game. Yeah, yeah, that last uh, that final episode with Wesley when he's like trying to save that uh, Native American culture, despite the fact that Picard would be doing exactly the same thing because Wesley's doing it, Picard's like, "Fuck you, you little bitch." Oh, Picard's the one that set up that whole
1: crisis in the yeah, first yeah, place. Absolutely, it's also, the,
0: yeah. the the fiendish machinations of Picard in his endless quest to ruin everything ever for Wesley Crusher. Yeah, and, is yeah, amazing.
1: As you already mentioned, the other, the big one, of course, is the Borg invasion. Yeah, yeah. Like Picard when he Picard got assimilated- allows
0: himself to to be assimilated specifically so that he can guide the Borg to the destruction of Wesley Crusher.
1: They go straight to Earth. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, while we know that Wesley Crusher potentially was on the Enterprise, there's no better way to get the Enterprise Mm -hmm. involved.
0: Well, they try to get the Enterprise first, but not being able to, they're like, fuck it, let's go to Earth. Right. And then the Enterprise is like, we gotta go to Earth. Yeah, yeah. You know, brilliant. It really was. Diabolical. Yeah. And you know, I'm also certain that uh, Picard intercepted every communication from uh, was it Winona Jug? I, I can't remember. Winona uh, Judd, yeah, yeah, Winona Judd. Mm-hmm. Uh, every communication from Winona Judd to Wesley Crusher intercepted by Picard, deleted. Yeah, Crusher is totally unaware. Like she's trying to, she's trying to write him. No. Nope. And Picard's no. probably sending her back like dick pics or something. Oh man, <laughs> and she's like, what's with this guy, Wesley? You just, you disgusting, like misogynist. Pig. I thought I knew you better than that.
1: Yeah, you know, so
0: yeah, the cards ruining
1: everything. Oh, so mean. I know! But Wesley brought it on himself. He did by being Wesley. You don't make Jean Luc You don't make children. Yeah,
0: absolutely not. Especially an adorable little girl that wants to give him a hug and flowers.
1: Everyone laughed at him. That's right. And he could. That shit is it, it unforgivable. Burns.
0: It burns inside of him. Unforgivable. Like ever afterward. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that's that's legit. <laughs> pretty sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, subtext, right? But it's there. I it's mean, there. Read between the lines,
1: people. Come on, yeah. Come on, yeah. It's, come it's on. A nuanced show. You better be paying attention.
0: He was like in that episode when the the last episode before uh, Wesley goes off to the academy. Picard was going to die. Oh, the desert planet. Yeah, Picard was going to die there, despite yeah. Wesley. Just despite. <laughs> of course, <laughs> he was. You know, he's like, "Fuck you, you little pecker. You're yeah. responsible for my death." yeah he was filming he set whole that thing whole thing too. up yeah, yeah like that that shield around the water Picard Picard yeah yep just you know just so wesley or just so Wesley would feel responsible he's committed exactly you know I'll be dead, but Wesley will carry the guilt of that with him his entire life delicious worth it so <laughs> worth it <laughs> totally <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, so I I I assume that it was at Patrick Stewart's request that this was written into the series. Of course, or, you know, cuz presumably Patrick Stewart has a deep loathing of Will Wheaton that he needed translated into the show.
1: There's no question as a
0: uh, as Picard's loathing of Wesley Crusher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've,
1: it sounds legit to me
0: absolutely I, I'll have to ask next time I see Will Wheaton I'll uh, I'll float it past him yeah, be sure you do yeah he will what do you think of this
1: yeah you know, tell us the truth we know he be like who are you <laughs> why are you talking to yeah. me security Go, don't ever talk to me don't touch me
0: <laughs> maybe maybe we'll see Will Wheaton at PAX this year maybe is he going I don't know it's hard to say I mean he's he usually yeah. goes but he wasn't there last
1: year probably like um, everybody else he's having a tough time getting tickets
0: yeah yeah man um do you want to cover anything else here i think we can think of a couple more things to uh to go over okay uh let's see i'm make it through one episode without <laughs> talking about hair so what are your feelings on replicators oh i love them <laughs> no 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 i'm not, oh. gonna, I'm not gonna take the bait <laughs> <What are> you <laughs>
1: doing? come on man no you want to talk about cloaking devices
0: yeah yeah um that's uh that's something that i want to Get into because it's, it's been at
1: least three episodes since we talked about cloaking devices. Yeah,
0: and this episode we actually have an example of a cloaking device on a rather large scale. I mean,
1: motherfucking planet.
0: Yeah, planetary cloaking device. Now, Data talks about you know how difficult it is to enact this cloaking device. I'm a little curious about that because it seems to me that you know a planet being you know basically spherical yeah. would be easier to create a cloaking shield around than say a ship which is made up of all sorts of angles and unnatural uh, lines.
1: Uh, I, I mean given that we don't really have much explanation of what a cloaking device really does. Yeah. We know when they look at the view screen they can't see the planet. It yeah. doesn't show up on the view screen. If they were to look out a window, could they see the ship? Well the, we've the, the, discussed this, this before. You, yeah no. you,
0: you think that the view screen is an image created by sensor data. It totally yeah. is. And I think the view screen is an image created by a camera. Oh man, okay. I'm I'm going with the camera thing. Um but uh camera is a <coughs> sensor. Whatever. It's, it's a photo sensor, yes. And I think uh, the whole point of cloaking devices, and we know this to be true because we've seen examples of it elsewhere, the cloaking device makes it invisible to the naked eye, which is why right. they could land a... Bird of prey in the middle of a uh, park oh, in San Francisco.
1: Okay, you know? fine, whatever.
0: Uh, so we know, and it's why they could hide people, you know, on planets when they're studying or you know checking out races that are, haven't made first contact yet.
1: Well, the, the 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 shed. I mean, okay, from the movie, there the ship is can't be seen, but it's still physically. there like it's not it's not camouflaged it's only it's only visually camouflaged yeah exactly so the planet would be the same thing i mean the planet is still physically there Mm -hmm. and there's still gravity exactly that's what i
0: was thinking it's like there's all sorts of other telltale signs that that planet is there that would make a cloaking shield practically pointless for it
1: well yeah i mean you know
0: not being able to see the planet doesn't really mean anything when you have enough information to know the planet is there and to calculate its orbital track and velocity.
1: Well, the really damning thing is that they 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 told us at the start of the episode that it's generally accepted knowledge that this mystery planet is in this particular system. Yeah, which makes it a hell of a lot easier to find. Yeah, exactly. Like, if we didn't know where it was in the universe, like good luck finding a planet like, yeah. that that you can't detect. I mean, even if even if you can you can yeah, you might stumble
0: across it and be like, hey, gravity is exerting a weird effect here. It's which there's got to be
1: something there. Exactly.
0: Yeah, but. But uh, Aldea, you know, if you know where it is, you know, you can be looking for these things. I mean, shit. We, we, so we if knew... anyone had
1: taken the time to just spend time making yeah. Yeah, astronomical... Yeah, Char- charting the, charting charting the, the system, system. Yeah.
0: they would have found it. Because, like, I mean, we knew Plu- we knew where Pluto was before we'd ever seen Pluto because we could... Maybe you know where Pluto was. <laughs> I didn't know where Pluto was. Scientists, smarter than I, okay, knew where Pluto was and that it was there because of its effect on on you know gravity and whatnot like they they knew it was there and then they finally observed it it's like Mm -hmm. there it is just like we thought it'd be because Mm -hmm. you know science
1: right so cloaking planets seems kind of lame kind
0: of pointless as soon as anyone knows your where your planet is and its orbital trajectory and velocity
1: that's it you know in the case of valdea though they could they also have like a giant fuck off shield so they could have just used the shield
0: yeah and they also have that uh, amazing repulsor beam which could have if they'd wanted to just disintegrated the enterprise so it kind of makes the cloaking shield superfluous it's like you can't see us but if you could see us, it wouldn't matter, because we could destroy you it's in, more, like, half a second. It's more stylish, though. And also, it's probably
1: the equivalent of, like, you know... It's just cool and more Star Trekky to have no, a cloaking like, device. So you get scared by a spider, you run in your room, you lock the door, and then you hide under the blanket. Like, the, the invisibility cloak is kind of like hiding under the blanket.
0: Yeah, I guess so. The door's locked, but, you know... And then the planet takes a really hot shower, you know, to make sure that the spider's not
1: on it anymore spiders are the worst so I, bad I, there's
0: no spiders in Star Trek I opened, a, I opened the fridge today and a spider dropped like right in front of me it was terrifying is this why you're renovating your apartment oh no this was at my parents house oh. I'm staying with my parents right now guys yeah. it's awesome I cannot tell you how much I am enjoying living my, with my parents as a 35 year old man it's great hi mom. Hi, Mom. I know you don't listen to the podcast because you don't watch Star Trek. Hi, Dad. I know you don't listen to the podcast because you hate Star Trek. Oh, that's too bad. It is. But, you know. That never stopped them from buying you all sorts of Star Trek toys. I bought my Star Trek toys, actually. My the was Really? Oh. Yeah, my parents didn't buy me toys except at Christmas and birthdays. All of all of my toys were bought with my allowance.
1: Well, they they at least they,
0: I don't know, gave you an allowance so you could. You well, know? I mean, I had you to know. earn my allowance by doing chores and all stuff. Right. So, But, yeah. Uh, so, the Aldeans have cloaking technology, Romulans have cloaking technology, the Klingons Pions. have cloaking technology. What the fuck, Federation? Like, are your scientists just slouches? Like, I know, okay, I know, you know there's that... Tra- why. I know there's a treaty that says they won't develop cloaking technology. Yeah. But just because they won't develop cloaking technology doesn't mean that they shouldn't be studying cloaking technology so they will know how to defeat cloaking technology. Mm. Maybe they are. Maybe
1: they are, but I see no evidence of it. Well, for all we know, <laughs> I mean, we know even in Season 1, it's clear that auto-destruct technology <laughs> on the Enterprise is moving forward with leaps
0: and bounds. Like at first, you <laughs> Yeah, can, yeah, the very first time they use it, you know, it's a five-minute countdown. The second time they use it, they can... They can pick the countdown. They can pick the countdown. It's, it's amazing, you know? It's like so learning it, from the past. Yeah,
1: so I'm only assuming that the innovations in cloaking technology are going on all the time. It's like a... I imagine it's sort of like antivirus software. Like, this new, like... Yeah, the Updates new, coming out all the time.
0: The, the new McAfee self-destruct.
1: No, not the self-destruct. I mean, the cloaking <laughs> device. Like, yeah, yeah. As soon as, like, one, you know, some tweet Norton comes cloak. out, then, uh, yeah, everyone knows about it. And they've got to re-jigger their mm-hmm. cloaks to make them more effective again. Make them effective again. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, uh... It just seems to me like even if they're not going to develop cloaking technology of their own, they really ought to be, you know, studying it extensively because it's well, a it's a big thing in the Star Trek universe.
1: Well, I think they just they always know that they have that ace in the hole that if they ever really need to detect a ship, they can just ask Data to do it. And lo and behold, <laughs> he fucking does it! <laughs> in, Yay, Data! In, uh, in Unification Part Two, that's exactly what he does. I was <laughs> like, oh shit, how do we detect these cloaked the warbirds? Like Data's like, oh, I got an idea. Hey, how about? Why did you that? mention this before?
0: <laughs> Why didn't you mention this to the? federation like in season one nobody asked <laughs> good work data yeah <laughs> oh man uh mm. yeah some, i think that's good don't yeah. you think that's good it's pretty good well, i'm well, feeling good how would you uh,
1: how would you rate this episode oh yeah
0: right on let's let's rate this episode i don't like this episode very much
1: mm, yeah. i haven't
0: liked many of the episodes in season one very much i know <laughs> i know um i'm gonna give this one gosh um uh full ensign for me
1: yeah, for ensign. Yeah, I'll. Uh,
0: yeah, I'll give it an ensign.
1: Yeah, and that's only because it had plenty of Wesley.
0: <laughs> no sweater
1: game though. No, but, he's just I mean, wearing his uh, standard. Yeah, his acting as uh, uniform.
0: Yeah, which I love. You know, I love that uh, that stripey shoulder. Mm-hmm. Oh man, remember that website I showed you that had like the uh, all of the the Star Trek uh, replica costumes, the Novos.com? dot com. Yeah. And, they had the uh, the acting Ensign sweater, but it was their it was fucking a fucking April Fool's joke. Yeah, those bastards! How dare they! I would have bought the hell out of that. <laughs> we could have been twins walking around, we could be wearing them right now. We could be, but we are not because
1: if, if we weren't, we could have. We could edit this and claim that we are wearing them. We could, but I really, really like my acting Ensign <laughs> sweater. Me too. Or, this acting Ensign sweater is sweet. I.
0: I want don't to send regret out, for a
1: second that I purchased this yeah I
0: want to send out a big thank you I mean fuck you to Novos for not making it
1: bastards <sighs> that's yeah. unfair that's not right in the future it will be made by someone hopefully
0: Eventually. Maybe Hopefully.
1: I'll find it on Etsy or something. Maybe oh, I'm still w- can get a custom one made, it's true.
0: Maybe when I start uh, selling my cranial kilts. Yeah. I can, once <laughs> I make enough money off that, I can branch off into acting ensign sweaters.
1: You should get on that. There's a lot of, a uh, lot of Frangie out there that... Yeah, yeah. Um, neat, the back heavier. of my head
0: is always cold. It's...
1: Yes, winter's coming. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Have you been watching Game of Thrones?
1: Of course.
0: So, so you saw the most recent episode? Yeah, I'm up to
1: date. Yeah, yeah that was good stuff. Don't spoil it for the people that are listening to this weeks from now, uh, or months from now, <laughs> or years from now.
0: Yeah, it, it turned in, in this latest episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, guest star uh, George R. R. Martin showed up as a wizard and killed everybody. It was I
1: amazing. I didn't see that coming.
0: I know. I, it was shocking. I I wonder what they're going to do now that they don't have any characters.
1: Uh, Introduce Wesley Crusher. Yes. Awesome.
0: All right. That's enough.
1: We'll see you next time. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. What? (laughs) No. 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 First, before we go, uh, we already did the uh, Star Trek Star Wars Halloween party. Now the the crew of the Enterprise for their next Halloween party are dressing up as characters from... Game of Thrones. Oh, nice! So you've got lots and lots of characters to work with. So we'll we'll stick with uh, to where we are in the books now, or than the TV show now, because mm-hmm. there might be more characters introduced later. Mm-hmm. But like, um, who would you have play who? Like who? Oh who would, well, well,
0: Picard has got to be Tywin Lannister. Tywin Lannister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the old white guy. It's true. Pretty evil. Um, yeah. I would. Uh, I would go for uh, Riker as Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister. You know, yeah. and I would make uh, Is this Troy Cersei then. No no, no, no. Let's make Yar ER Cersei.
1: Oh, she's got the right hair for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. You know, and they uh, they have that kind of brother-sister kind of relationship. Comrades okay. in arms, brothers so, in arms. So here's
1: the really tricky one. Which of these four characters would Mr. Wharf be best suited to play? A, Hodor. <laughs> B... victim dumb Worf is Hodor. B, the Hound. That's, that was where I was... C, thinking. the Mountain. Oof. Or D,
0: Shaggy Dog. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Hound just because, like, the... I Worf, think he would
1: identify most with the Hound, yeah.
0: Yeah, Worf has more in common with the Hound than any of those others. Uh, like, I mean... Well, the Mountain's just a kill, killing machine. I know, but the he's a killing machine without a conscience. That's Worf's true. Worf's got a conscience. It's true, it's true. You know, Worf's all honor and shit, and okay. the Mountain is totally without honor. All right. Um... Uh, Wesley, I'm assuming, would be Sansa. <laughs> uh,
1: I was going to go with Brandon Stark, but uh, yeah, Sansa's oh, a good Sansa.
0: Choice. And uh, I guess... Uh, Troy? Uh, tr- oh, troy let's let's make her oh who's still alive uh, daenerys yeah okay she troy can be daenerys i guess and uh oh uh, it's kind of boring actually yeah man uh beverly should be uh aunt Lysa. oh <laughs> oh and if she's aunt lisa then that means that wesley
1: could be her creepy yeah kid. perfect yes nailed perfect. it Robert. nailed it Robert Lord of the Vale. Oh man. Perfect. Okay. And uh what uh Jordy? Well, Jordy. Uh Jordy uh, mm. uh well, he is um he's blind so he would probably be Meister Aegon I, I I was going to say Jordy
0: should be that that kid that makes pies. What hot pie?
1: Yeah. Mm. Okay.
0: <laughs> and then sure. and then uh Data can be Pod. Podrick? Yeah, yeah. Sex god of Westeros. Weird. Ew. <laughs> he's fully functional. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> all right programmed in multiple techniques fine podrick yes. inventor of cunnilingus oh man uh do we miss
1: anybody oh probably but we've run mm. out of characters I'm from just, next gen well, we can always add more like anybody you want to like less people we could cast um, yeah. let's see um uh oh oh um, uh, reginald barkley reginald barkley um mm. reek <laughs> yeah okay okay <laughs>
0: terrible yes it's truly awful q q oh gosh q um oh q is tyrian yeah yes he is easily oh good call Glad yeah it was. yeah and um, mm-hmm. I, I guess that would make vash into shay vash yeah could be and who is whoopi goldberg
1: gynan yeah, uh, uh uh yeah almost kind of annoying know-it-all jorah mormont could be yeah that's a pretty good choice i feel bad we didn't cast anyone as a dragon (laughs) the
0: enterprise is the dragon
1: the Enterprise dragon? Like, okay, yeah. Yeah,
0: it, it can breathe fire. Yeah, it can fly, <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. There you go. All right. Beautiful. Good work. We're
1: amazing. That was great work. Um, All yeah. right,
0: so join us next time when we'll be checking out home soil. Um, Ugly bags of mostly water. Oh, yeah. What an episode. You guys are, I mean. I think it prominently features Jordy. You guys will pay for a whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. See you then. All right, later.